Good evening and afternoon, everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of the Digital Commando Show. I am super excited. We've got two incredibly inspirational speakers on for you today. And what are they going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about how to get your morning routine and your headspace in the right in the right space to get yourself going for the day. How what drives our ambitions and keeps us motivated? Uh, our daily habits for success and their top tips for productivity. So if anybody's working from home at the minute, struggling to stay productive, struggling to stay motivated, then today is absolutely for you. Um, so guys, I'm going to bring in my guests now. Give me one second. Our ambitions and keeps us motivated. Uh, our daily habits. Yeah. Emma Jane, is that someone talking in the background? For productivity. If anybody's working from Hi. home, struggling to stay productive. Can you hear me, Stefan? I can, yeah. Hi there, nice to see you. Uh, so yeah, but in. Doug, can you hear us okay? Yes, yes, thank you. I, I tried sharing, it didn't, uh, it just yeah, created a, a loop. Awesome, absolutely superb. Right guys, this is live and we've got two fantastic speakers for you today. Now, at any point, if you feel that we're adding some benefit and adding some value, then all we ask is for one thing, and that is for you to share this, pay it forward to somebody you feel could also benefit from today's show. If you're not watching it live, that's absolutely fine. Feel free to tag them in the comments or share the whole show with them. That would be much appreciated and absolutely excellent. So my speaker today, we have Emma Jane Taylor, the inspirational mentor and CEO of The Works Company, who she'll do a bit more of an introduction of herself in a second. And we also have Doug. Doug, I do not want to get your surname wrong. I always pronounce it wrong. Is it McGuire? Yeah, like the Circus yeah. McGuire from Dr. Seuss. Superb. Um, and Doug is a, one of the top speakers and trainers for uh, Tony Robbins, fantastic background, and I'm sure he'll tell us a bit more about that in a second as well. So, um, Emma Jane, if you'd like to go first and just introduce yourself, that'd be fantastic. Oh, hi there, Stefan. Hi, Doug. Well, it's lovely to be on the show with you tonight. So thank you very much for having me. So as you say, yeah, I'm Emma Jane Taylor. I'm also known as the Inspirational Mentor. I'm a CEO of The Works Company, and this is a series of lifestyle businesses ranging from children in performing arts to adults in fitness to mentoring to motivational, uh, inspirational um, work that I work with clients. So I've been in the industry around 25 years now. I also present um, my own show on YouTube, The Emma Jane Show, and we have a podcast and that looks at really focusing on supporting uh, supporting those struggling in silence, giving people a voice, giving people the opportunity to be seen and heard and get through those difficult times. So yeah, so it's great to be here. I'm also an author. I've written Don't Hold Back, which was published just over a year ago now. So I'm thrilled to be able to share this platform with such a two inspirational guys as well. So thanks for having me, Stefan. Awesome, Emma Jane, thank you so much. Um, Doug, over to you. All right, well, thank you, Stefan. Thank you, Emma Jane. We need more people like you guys out here making a difference and sharing your stories. As Stefan shared, uh, my pedigree. Uh, I spent uh, about five years on the road with Tony Robbins as a uh, top trainer, peak performance strategist, and I'm a freedom hacker. So what I do is I help people create the emotional, spiritual, and financial freedom they deserve. And sadly, right now, more than ever, we need people like you guys out there making a difference, showing people how to be 
healthy, how to be their best selves, how to come from inspiration, aspiration, motivation, and beyond so that we can not only survive these these challenging times, but thrive so that when this is over, we're going to create a new level of consciousness so that we can really change the world for the better. Because um, this is, uh, it's getting pretty dark these days. So thank you for putting this together. No, you're really welcome, Doug, and thank, thank you to both of you for, for joining me today. Um, so that leads us really well onto our very first point of the day. So, um, yeah, it is very, very scary times for lots of people. Things are changing. People are very much out of their normal routines. Now, for some people, getting that get up and go in the morning, especially in a bit of a turmoil time like it is now, can be very, very difficult. So um, I wanted to ask you guys if you could share kind of your morning routines and what kind of gets you up and going in the morning and gets you really kind of driven for the day. So Emma Jane, if you're all right, if we go over to you first. Yeah, of course, ladies first. So uh, yeah, Stefan, I'm one of those people who loves a Monday. So if this is Motivational Monday, this is perfect for me. I remember at school when you used to get to the end of the day and you'd have that churning feeling on a Sunday before you went to school on a Monday and you had that fear and dread or the anxiety of what was the week gonna be like. But I'm far from that now because I'm organized. And I think now I've got organized, I've been able to get a schedule in place, which allows me to focus on the positives in my life. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I relish a Sunday. I love a Monday. I feel like it's fresh challenges. So for me, it's about being focused. On a Sunday night, I get myself in order. I make sure I'm clear about what I'm doing on a Monday. I then make sure I've got a week in view so I can see clearly what I am going to have to face in the week because not only do I have to face that, other things come in as well. But if I have a schedule and an organized diary, it means that I focus so much easier at that point um, as soon as I get going on a Monday. With children involved, I make sure that they come first. And once I've done my mummy duties, I'm clear, I'm focused, and I stick to a tight schedule and a good organization to make sure that my day runs smoothly as well as my week. So starting the morning off by writing the night before, all the things you know you have to do that you haven't done, making sure you've got a tight schedule to keep your organization smooth and running is my tip. Awesome, thank you, Emma Jane. Um, we have got a question coming, but I'll come back to it after after Doug's um, had a couple of minutes. Uh, but yeah, I like that, your point about coming back to um, the night before. Now, I never used to do this, but I feel like my anxiety levels as a business owner have massively reduced when I started planning the night before. And it's been so good for me to get up and kind of go, do you know what? I know exactly what I'm doing today. I'm really kind of, I'm, I do all my other stuff in the morning to kind of get myself going. And then I've got like, right, I know exactly what I've got to do today. So I think that that night before planning just reduces so much anxiety and it actually helps me sleep loads better because I'm not worrying at night going, oh, am I going to remember to do that tomorrow? Because I know I've written it down. That's a really, really good point. Um, Doug, over to you. How do you get your get up and go in the morning? Well, I'm going to dovetail uh, to both of you guys because the setup the night before is vital. And I'm sure I don't need to say this to anybody and yet I still will, is do not watch the news. Do not watch anything that's going to start putting negative thoughts in your mind. So as you're planning your day, and I agree 100%, get really clear the what 
what are the opportunities for tomorrow. It's also to celebrate the achievements of the day before. So before I go to bed, a kind of a reassessment of, okay, what are some of my wins of the day? What are the things I can celebrate? What are some learnings? Journal some gratitude so that when I'm going to sleep, my other than conscious mind is processing positive things and my vision for the future. So, you know, there's the, the saying in the good book, those without a vision will perish. So getting really clear on my big vision, like who am I in the world and keeping me focused on why all of my to-do lists when I wake up, why those are so important to me and why it's okay to be flexible and yet scheduled as well. Having the schedule is huge. Um, uh, my wife and I, we work together. We've always worked from home to some degree for the last few years. But that being said, we have a five-year-old, which is now being homeschooled. So the the scheduling has become vital and a lifesaver. So each day, each week is a quick conversation of, hey, you know, what do you have going on? What do you need? Do you, is there anything that we need to be flexible in so that we can serve? Doug, that's awesome. You brought up some fantastic points there as well. And I, I totally 100% agree with the don't watch the news. The mm. news is just so full of negative at the minute. Um, and just I'm trying to stay away from it consistently at the minute. It's it's just it's just not worth it. I think it does. It puts a negative spiel on everything. Um, and obviously, we're trying to stay motivated, driven, and, and moving yeah, forward. Yeah. So, yeah, massively, I would say to everybody, avoid the news. It's like, it's like rubbish anyway. Um flexibility and kind of routine was you you touched on there as well um and i like that now for people that aren't used to working from home it's good to have a level of structure to your day it really is um but it doesn't need to be super super structured i think when you've got children it's nice to have a structure because kids like a bit of structure during the day don't they it just makes your entire day easier but have a level of flexibility and those that are doing their um like teaching teaching children at home and the homeschooling currently um remember and this is a key one for lots of people um, that, that forget. I don't think you two will be guilty for it. But the, um, remember, there's lots of lessons that kids do in school. And one of them is PE or physical education. So when you do need that break and you're not kind of feeling the zone or the kids aren't feeling the zone, feel free to go and do something physical because PE is still a sport. And it, it's, just, well, it's a sport. It's a lesson. They still need that in their curriculum. So don't feel guilty if you want to go and play football or going to kick around or throw a ball around or do something go for a run um, because I think that gets us really really motivated in the morning as well but just do it if you're someone that likes to go for a run in the morning take the kids with you for a run why not go for it um, so that would be my one so we did have a, a question come in from uh, Sarah Gibson I'm going to throw it onto the screen here and this would be what are your top tips for organization so a little bit broad, but I kind of get where she's going with that, coming back to what we were saying earlier about planning the night before. Um, Emma-Jane, have you got any, any of your top tips for organization? So uh, I have a spreadsheet. And uh, people still laugh at me because I'm not digital about this. And you probably will as well, Stefan, because you're very <laughs> digital minded. Uh, but I have a spreadsheet and it, like uh, Doug was talking uh, just a minute ago, being flexible. So I have things I have to do every week for my business to work, for me to work, for um, my team to work. And I stick to it. 
obviously I've got some flexibility there and jobs change, opportunities change, and so my spreadsheet will change. But as a rule, I, I start my week with my spreadsheet so I can see it and, and, and it's clear to me, it's visual aid for me. Because if I have it in my computer or on my phone, I maybe not get seen so much, but when it's on my desk, I can consistently remind myself uh, all the things I need to do, all the things I need to speak to my team about, all the things I need to speak to my clients about. And therefore, I can tick off as I go. And I, and I have notes there. And obviously, things get changed. Like Doug was saying, you have to be you have to have some flexibility. But for me, it's having a, an a, it's having a, a hard copy of a schedule that I know that I need to do for my week to work and uh, stay organized. That's really good. And I, to be fair, even I'm a digital, I still have, <laughs> I've got a, a, a passion planner of all things right there. Passion planner. So I, I, do, I do like to still write everything down. I only bought the passion planner because it's bigger than all the other ones. And I like to write quite big. Um, but that works really, really well for me. So I do like to have a, a physical one as well. Yeah. And, and the, other... the writing that makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. And sorry to cut in. I also have um, three whiteboards in my office. And each whiteboard has a different project or activity that needs to happen. So, you know, again, these, this can be changeable because things change all the time. And obviously, as soon as it came to lockdown, everything got scrubbed off and new opportunities went on there. And we've been building up those opportunities because I want it all to happen. So when I when it's like it becomes a 3D for me, I can pull it out and extract, extract it into my life. So having my hard copy, having my whiteboards, I'm con oh, you can see one behind me. This is my uh, this is my pre-lockdown whiteboard, and I'm not changing that because I'm going back to that, and I've got my two whiteboards here, which are now lockdown um, activities. So for me, it's about being visually clear on what I've got to do. Awesome. Thank you, Emma-Jane. Um, Doug, any tips for Sarah to keep her uh, top tips for organization? Sure. I mean, what you guys are saying is 100% my experience as well. Uh, my wife is a uh, handwritten. She loves her journal. Um, I am a, uh, a digital guy. And, and part of that is for multiple things. You know, I have my, uh, my phone, my computer and all that. So my Google Calendar syncs with everything. And the other thing that's been useful for me is also getting really clear on my whys for each experience, because sometimes I may be able to combine things if I'm clear about the purpose of whatever it is that I'm doing. And it activates my RAS, my reticular activator system. So when I'm on purpose, then all of a sudden other opportunities go, oh, wow, yeah, I'm supposed to do that at the same time. Kind of what you shared earlier, like with the school, like, oh, wait, I'm doing school, I can incorporate taking, you know, the dogs and, and Ellie for a walk. There's a little PE. So I'm, I'm getting a couple things done at the same time. The, the things that we need to really address, we can organize it in a way that we can be multitasking yet at the same time, we're actually monotasking because we're purpose driven rather than process driven. And there's a time and place, obviously, for everything, but it, I found it really valuable when I'm focused on my whys to be able to funnel things into similar uh, time frames. Really good points. And I think you've brought us on to our next point really, really well there, Doug, which is to talk about um, kind of now we're up and now we're motivated. What is it that you, you kind of guys use to, to keep that motivation? And going back to that why, um, I think this is the real key there, the real driver. What is it that you have uh, or anything that you guys do yourself to stay motivated in the long term throughout the days or over the weeks or over the months? Um, I'm going to switch it around this time. I'm going to go over to Doug first. That's okay? 
Sure. So um, motivation to me is such an interesting conversation because uh, a book I, I wrote called Under Construction, Navigating the Detours on the Road to Recovery, I use a car analogy. And for me, motivation is the spark plug, right? It's, uh, well, you know, you, it doesn't last very long, right? And then, the, so I have a, a good friend who uses a, an analogy, says motivation is like uh, a shower. It washes off, right? You just, the soap washes off in the shower. And then next is like inspiration. So the inspiration is uh, like a sunburn. You, know, you get inspired for a while, but it, it, it will fade as well. And again, these are all just analogies and I'm not, trying to negate any of these words because they all have their own meanings and, and we can use them to our advantage and whatever your relationship is. And then the last is aspiration, right? Aspiration is that something bigger. So when we get into that why, I think of myself as I show up as my identity. Like wh when I get feeling if at all kind of brought down or energetically low, I represent myself and I imagine what is my legacy? How do I want to be remembered? What example do I want to set for my daughter? How do I want to show up for my wife? How do I want to show up for God or Mother Nature, whatever your language is, as I'm leading by example to prove what is possible? And that's always been the, a motivating factor, no pun intended, in everything that I've accomplished from the multiple careers I've had is that to be a beacon of light of possibility to prove anything is possible so that we can all elevate ourselves. If that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Uh, oh, press the wrong button. <laughs> I'm back again. Um, no, no, I love that. I like how you speak about legacy. And this is a conversation I was having earlier on. Um, and I have it with my mum so much. This is a really strange one. And she's always like, why do you do what you do? Why do you do all these lies? Why do you put all pictures up? She hates Facebook with a passion. Like, why are you on that stuff? Uh, <laughs> with a funny Irish accent. But the um, I always say, for me, one of the key drivers, especially for me and online, is the the part where my grandfather was never on Facebook. Now, the only thing we've got, we've got very limited kind of videos as well of, of kind of those times. Um, so we have the, the photos, great grandparents. It's definitely only photos. Their parents lucky if we've got photos their parents paintings if, we, if we've got that so for me it's like i really think and i always say this to my mom i go i i would love to be my great 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 grandkids being able to go all the way back to okay let's let's follow the family tree and the furthest they'll probably go back is i'll probably be like head of the family at that point because that i'm the only one they've really got videos of um and i think that's just really really cool to me that you can kind of see where you've come from and I can leave that legacy, which will be there for as long as Facebook and YouTube are there, which I think they're going to be around for a little while. Um, and that's why I really love about legacy, uh, because you can kind of get to know people, even from obviously not from even from a business aspect, just to kind of leave that down. Uh, because I know for me, it would have been really, really nice. Um, so, yeah, I like I like to mention legacy there. Um, Emma Jane, over to you. No, it was really interesting analogy that Doug um, shared with us then. So I have a few motivational things that I focus on, but one of the biggest ones for me is about, I like to make a cake. And this is my positivity cake. So, you know, I, I like to have around me positivity. So, you know, I remember who I am as a circle on there. And then I, I, I draw a circle and, and who am I? Who is that person? You know, I'm a good, trustworthy, loyal, kind person. I then draw another circle. 
And I, in there are my values, my values of what I like to do. So, you know, my job, my dog, my family, my friends, being healthy, hanging out with my friends, working, earning money. And then on the next circle, I put the things that I don't like and my boundaries, the things that I need to keep away from me. So I've got three circles. And then in a 3D effect, I pull it up and I've got a cake. And at the top of that cake is me. And on the top of that cake is a positive person. And that keeps me motivated with what I have in my life, what I need in my life. And at the bottom, push far away from me are the things that I don't need. Because it's the things that we don't need that will crush our motivation. So keeping myself positive, remembering who I am, remembering who my values, what my values are and who I need to be allows me to focus on the success that I want. And I don't necessarily mean monetary. It comes for me. It's about the values I represent as the person that I am through writing my book, through the transparency, through sharing my real story to giving myself a voice. And if I can be that represent uh, a person that I'm trying to share with other people, that will always keep me motivated. Sorry, I muted myself. <laughs> That's cool. No, that was really good. And I like what you said about the goals there. And I think we've touched on this before with, with a multitude. And I'm sure you guys have experienced it with clients that you work with. And those goals change. And that's absolutely fine. And I remember when I first started, uh, not first started, when I was kind of a year or so into the company, I remember sharing my goals with people because this is one of the things everyone said, right? Share your goals with people. Uh, and it solidifies them. It makes you accountable for when you do it. And I put on a picture of... Um, an Audi R8 onto Facebook. And I shared it with everyone and I went, I'm gonna buy an Audi R8 in 12 months time. And people remember, they genuinely do. A year later, there are people coming to me going, so Stefan, did you buy the Audi R8? Did, let's, let's see your new car and the rest of it. And I kind of got, went, do you know what? I got there, but when I kind of got to where I could afford it and go and get it, I didn't want it anymore. It wasn't it wasn't there. It was like, okay, it was, it was great in the moment and it, it gave me the drive to kind of push forward with the business and get it to where I wanted it to be a year later. But it was like, you know what, at the end of it, it's just a car. I'm not really bothered now. Now my, my goals have changed completely different. Now I want something else. Um, and that was, it was really good. So I think where this is where it comes back to the why. And I think this resonates with me so much because it's good to have those momentary goals. Some people will have them financially, whether it, or they'll have it in life um, and they'll set their own things. But that why is so key. And I think when we go down to more of a, Kind of a spiritual level as to really what what is that why why does that mean so much to you that you get to that um, and it's just so so good for people to do that and and remind themselves and ask themselves those questions um so we're going to our next point then which is i've recently read the a book that you're both very familiar with which was seven habits of highly effective people absolutely love it um steve kobe's book now have you got any habits that you instill within yourself that make you highly successful. Emma Jane, over to you. <laughs> so I think this goes again back to organization. I couldn't do my job, run my company, have the team and my clients and be a mum and all the other things I need to be in my life if I wasn't organized. And there's no excuse for not being organized, by the way. We have all got the opportunity to be able to pick up a pen, write down our, our, night, our notes the night before, look at them in the morning. A lot of people will write those notes down and then push them to one side and forget about them. And then, oh, yeah, I did write it down. 
But uh, I've been too busy to look at it. Well, you're too busy because you haven't looked at your organization and put in a schedule to make your day run smoothly. So for me, if I want to be successful, I have to be organized. No one around me is going to be organized if I'm not organized, right? And that goes from my team to my clients to my role as a mum. And uh, I'm sure like you guys, my days are super busy. So, you know, the moment I'm up from five, six o'clock in the morning, I've got to be on it until I finish. And I want to then also make sure that I have some downtime. So for me to be successful, I need downtime. So that means on a Saturday, everything, everything, and I mean everything, goes off. Two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, delete Facebook, delete Instagram, <laughs> delete for one and a half days. And then on a Monday, I load it back up again and I'm straight back on it. But I need to also be mum and I need to be a daughter. I need to be a friend. I need to be, you know, a family member. And I can't be all of that if I'm still focusing in work mode. So I make sure I have hours to be organized as a, as a mum, hours to be organized as um, Emma Jane in my job and my role as a boss, and hours to be organized as just being, you know, simply me. I love that. And, and again, it's, it's something that works so, so well. And Doug, I may be wrong on this, but is this something that Tony Robbins is just talk about? Emma Jane, maybe you'll know. Is this the is this the chunking thing? Uh, yeah, to to some extent, chunking is basically when you take a, a bunch of things, and then I talked about it earlier, and you you put groups Segmental. of things together so that those that, but you also chunk things down so that you don't have to eat the whole elephant, right? So you can chunk up, chunk down. There's a bunch of ways you can do that. It's a NLP thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the rituals we have create our results and how we chunk can also create it because, you know, the recipe for overwhelm is think of everything you need to do and try and get them done at the mm -hmm. same time. And then you'll feel stressed and, and so forth. Um, the, the rituals that create the results, good or bad, are going to, um, you know, that's the thing you want to look at, right? So in the morning, I look at, you know, when I'm getting up just getting real present, calming myself, meditating and thinking about, okay, you know, what are, what are my outcomes for the day? Who do I need to be? How am I going to show up? And just kind of ask the universe for the guidance, for the, the energy, for the, um, really just be grateful for that opportunity. Uh, I do then move, right? It's really important that you, for me anyway, I, this is what I coach on is, is our physiology, is our bodies, we've got to keep them energized. Mm. So, I mean, the just little things like getting up and moving in the morning, having water instead of coffee right away, not having donuts for breakfast, these little things that we, we don't, we take for granted. We don't realize the impact that they have. Just even 10 minutes of meditation in the morning, going outside and just feeling the, the air and putting your feet on the grass. And if you have that opportunity, we do here in South Florida, um, those things, they, they stack, they add a lot of value to the results that we get because it keeps us focused on being a human and also being a servant leader, right? As Emma Jane was sharing about also the putting the time, the blocks of time for our family, for our friends, for we have different roles. We wear many hats. So when we're present to that, I mean, that's the most valuable thing we could be to anybody, the, the biggest present we could be for anybody is present, is that give them our presence so that we're not, you know, you ever have that happen, you're talking to somebody, you know, one-on-one -on -one, and then all of a sudden they're like, you know, uh -huh, yeah, right, okay. 
right? And then they're not present. But we also need to realize we could have all those conversations going on in our head um, and not giving our full selves. So I do my best to catch myself if I'm not. And we even have kind of a, a game we play with with uh, Ellie and, and we do that same thing on the weekends. We do our very best to shut off all phones and all that. But our daughter will sometimes call us out on it and be like, hey, you know, we're, we're playing Barbies. We're not no phone, no phone. Turn off the phone. Uh, so that's really valuable and important. So, yeah, I 100 percent agree with the the organization, however you do it. <laughs> Yeah, and I, uh, uh, I think I don't know if, if my mic's live. Um, going yeah. on to what you what you said, Doug. Of course, one of the one of the things I missed, which is key to my life, is exercise. Mm. I, if I don't exercise and eat well, I'm one of these crazy, you know, really controlled. Uh, what I eat, what I drink, what I do. I don't drink coffee, sorry guys. Um, <laughs> I drink peppermint tea. I drink water. I have three square meals a day. I eat between a window. I have nightly fasting because I need. I need my mind to work. I need to be clear. I need to be on it. I need to be sharp. At the weekends, I, I think I probably treat myself to an oat cake. Uh, but you know, I drop tools and I go, do you know what? Let's just hang out. Let's just let's just be cool. But I need exercise and to my my balance is always be emotionally, mentally, and physically fit. If one of those bits is missing, you're gonna struggle to be who you need to be whole. Um, so yeah, so exercise and ten thousand steps a day minimum. Beautiful. That's really good. And I, I, again, I try and exercise as much as possible and I recommend it to everybody. Um, I just signed up because I, I, I didn't know what to do. I was like, I need to do something. I always need a challenge. Uh, Emma Jane knows me. I always volunteer for really crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so for I was like, okay, what, what can I do this time? And there was a really cool app that I found and I can't remember the name of it now. Um, some sort of adventure thing. And you connect it to your Fitbit or your Apple Watch or whatever it is, um, maybe even just your phone. And you go and do either a walk every day, a run every day, any kind of movement. Um, and it basically contributes to a distance that you've set yourself. And they, they make it like real life. So I think I chose um, Hadrian's Wall. So um, I've got to cover 90 kilometers in 90 days or something, which is very, very, very easy. Um, if you actually do it, that's where you need your schedule, Stefan. This is it. This is absolutely key. Um, so yeah, I would say if, again, if people need like a bit of a challenge, that's the kind of stuff that I do. I'll just go right, okay. I'm going to do 90k, and you get a little medal at the end, as if you've won a race. So and yeah. it's a really, really cool one as well. It's like got Spartan on it or something. <laughs> uh, you can probably tell by now. Like I'm uh, on the disc profile, very, very high I. So uh, for people that haven't seen disc test before, that means I'm very sociable, but I also really like shiny things. It's why my office is full of kit that I don't know how to use um, because I love to just buy stuff because it looks really cool at the time. It's like weird microphones just hanging around for no reason. Um, but I, this, this is what's for me. And this is why for people that are similar, having that structure in a day is just so key. Um, and try not to put stuff off and try not to over multitask. We were talking about multitasking earlier. I love to try and multitask. But you notice I say the word there, try. It's not actually as easy as it sounds. Um, so to have a good structure is is so key. Um, so guys, thank you very much for those points. We'll go on to our final one today, which is about productivity. Um, now we've kind of covered quite a few points around productivity, but do you have any key points to use to make sure that you are productive? Now we've kind of said, we've talked about scheduling uh, and creating routine. Now, what is it that makes you the most effective and productive for the day? 
Who wants to go first? I'll go first. You go for it. Okay, so, uh, so, so yeah, so obviously exactly what we were saying, being focused on your end goals, your daily habits, your morning routines, your nightly um, scheduling before you go to bed. But the one other thing I like to do is I like to wrap. And uh, by that, I mean, have you wrapped today? Have you understood how to recover, adapt, and put positivity on a difficult situation? Every day we're going to be faced with something, right? Every day it could be quite simple, it might be quite complicated, but we need to know how we can recover from it and we need to know how we can adapt through that difficult situation. And I personally want to put positivity on that difficult situation. So I break it down. You don't have to spend all day doing it, but you need to, for me, it's like, how am I going to wrap my way through that? So how am I going to do that? How am I going to recover, adapt, and put positivity on that situation? And that allows me to continue being productive. So have you wrapped, boys? <laughs> it's a good question. Right. <laughs> I to, to do that. Uh, we got a really good comment coming there um, from Katie. Uh, it's really great to hear, Emma Jane, how you manage to cater for your children, business, and take time. That's brilliant. Um, and what's what an inspiring lady. That's really nice. Thank you very much, Katie. Um, right, Doug, over to you. Your top tips for productivity. Awesome. Well, yeah, I guess the 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 one thing, the obstacle to productivity are the challenges that we face, because if it was easy, everyone would do it. So one of the, the tools that, that I use are um, curiosity, being questioning, finding other solutions when we get those obstacles because they're gonna happen. So oftentimes we will, depending on the, so I teach like these three pillars of transformation and, and depending on where we are and what's going on, we'll be adjusting one of those three pillars. But what I found is if we're stressed, if we're angry, if you and I are resentful or feeling pressured, we're not going to be as effective or as productive. So state management is key. So as Emma Jane shared is having the positivity involved is the game changer because, you know, again, I use the car analogy, use the R8 as a love that car. I don't happen to own one, but I do <laughs> love it. And would you, Stefan, would you put like, 82 octane gas that's been sitting for five years and, you know, like just filled with all that, you know, the five years of gunk sitting around. Would you put that in your car? Absolutely not. Right. Why? Because, you know, if you did, it would run poorly and likely cause permanent damage to your engine. Same is true as when we're acting out of anger, fear, frustration, stress, resentment, any of these non-resourceful negative emotions is akin to putting this crap gas in our car. So we're all supercars. We're all these sleeper cars, if you know what that is, that we don't all necessarily look like R8s, but we all have the ability to perform like one. And if we're not careful, sometimes we're putting bad fuel in our, our car, which is going to make us less productive. So one of the most important things is, is that state management, those three pillars, how are we doing it so that when the obstacles will and do come, we're able to be flexible, able to be resourceful, we're able to be positive on it. And not to just quote Tony, but this is, I don't remember where he got it from, was that, you know, things, life doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. And if we could have that relationship with challenges, 
then when they come, we could get excited by it rather than being bogged down by it. You know, and we, we know if we go to the gym, we got to lift the weights to get the growth, to have that explosive growth. And if you just lift a two pound weight, and it's going to take a while. But if you can actually put on the challenge and enjoy it, game changer. So that's that's my uh, my two cents on on that. I know it's kind of a tangential answer, but thank you for having me. <laughs> I think that was great. But you brought up a really, really good point, which is to talk about um, growth. And again, this is a point that we've kind of I don't think we've ever gone into it with people too much. Uh, but we talk about it very, very briefly on a Friday, which uh, Friday we do Fitness Friday, and we sometimes get PTs on and things like that. Now, keeping fit is not easy. You actually have to put in some graft. You actually have to do something. No, nothing's easy, Stefan. No, we all have to work at everything, right? <laughs> Everyone would do it. Exactly. And guys, life is not easy. Life is hard. Um, and we have to work hard to get results in the same way that, um, like Doug just said, if you want to grow muscle and get stronger, you first have to rip that muscle for it to then repair and grow. Um, and life is exactly the same, whether that's emotional or physical. We need to put our bodies and our minds through strain for us to grow. So, guys, yeah, absolutely amazing. It's been fantastic having you both on the show. Thank you very much for sharing your time with us today. And for everybody who's watched, remember, the guys have given up their time uh, to pass on their knowledge, expertise, and experience to all of you. So all we ask in return is that if you know anybody that will benefit from watching the show, then please do tag them in the comments and share it with them. Um, even if you're watching this on the replay, feel free to ask questions. Um, if they're relevant to myself or Doug or Emma Jane, I will tag them in so um, we can hopefully get those questions answered for you at a later date. But for everybody who's watched, thank you very much for joining us. But before you go, um, Emma Jane and Doug, if you can just give us a quick uh, reminder of what you guys do and if anybody wants to get in touch with you or follow you online, how they can do that. Um, Emma Jane, all right, let's go to you first. Yeah. Okay. So I am the CEO of the Works Company. I'm a mentor, an author, and a keynote speaker. I can be found on uh, social media. I'm everywhere. I'm on Facebook as the Inspirational Mentor. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Um, sorry, Instagram as the Inspirational Mentor and Twitter as EJ the Mentor. And also I'm on LinkedIn. Um, Emma Jane Taylor is the Inspirational Mentor. I'd love to hear and speak to anybody because uh, chatting is something that I love to do. And helping each other to get through difficult times is really important. Awesome. Thank you, Emma Jane. And Doug, over to you. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, beautiful. Well, hopefully while you're uh, here, you found us on uh, Facebook. Um, I am on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug on their D-U-G, uh, Instagram, Doug6D-U-G-S-I-X. And as a high I, um, as you are, and I'm gathering Emma Jane, you are as well. Um, please feel free to reach out. Any questions? My website is revolutionarygrowth.com where you can meet my wife as well. Um, we both work, work together. Um, she is a, uh, you go, she's a little picture of her. There you go. That's uh, her books. Um, and oh, uh, my book, I didn't, you know, I didn't come prepared. I should have brought my book. You can find it on um, Amazon. If we could go into bookstores, it's there too. But um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been my privilege, my pleasure. Uh, my mission in life is to be part of the positive paradigm shift in human consciousness by any and all means. And if there's anything I could do to add that value, I am 100% on board. And I didn't, I didn't share my book. Yeah, sure. Don't, don't hold back. A book that I wrote two years ago based on my life story, but it's a really uh, a motivational tool book 
to help you through difficult times from the, the learnings that I have taken from being, uh, from my difficulties of trauma and abuse and abandonment. Read it. Guys, we will drop the comments to all of your books in the, the feed so that guys jump onto, they're all available on Amazon, I'm guessing? Oh yeah. Fantastic. We'll drop the Amazon links in, so feel free to jump across. I might get some affiliate fees. There <laughs> we go. Well, I'll you to the store, it'll be good. Um, so yeah, guys, jump on, get hold of the book. Once again, to everybody who's watching, thank you so much for spending time with us. We will be back tomorrow, 11 a.m., as always, with Tuesday Trends and some fantastic digital marketers to give anybody tips who's looking to grow their business online at the minute. So that'll be tomorrow at 11, and then again at 8 p.m., and the next day and the next day. We're here to stay. Right, guys, once again, my fantastic guests, thank you so much. Um, stay safe, and we'll uh, catch up with you both soon. Beautiful. Thanks, thank Stefan. You. See you later, everyone. Peace out.